step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Listen to their struggles as they turn them into trials. In a city full of challenges, they only search for victory, and nothing will hold them back. These are their stories, so sit back, relax, and welcome to their city. Wrestle City Radio. And hello, folks. Welcome to another edition of Russell City Radio. I am your host, George Alonso, otherwise known as Hashtag Harry Handsome. Uh, but guys, we are very happy to have you here on the show, uh, listening to another great episode. Now, mind you, for those people who are just tuning in uh, from old school times, uh, guys, major announcement, Russell City Radio now has their our own server Welcome to our new home on the Wrestle City Radio server on the Wrestle City Radio network. Uh, whereas we are going to be providing a lot more shows per uh, a week here on the network. Things are going to be uh, are being worked out in the per- uh, meantime. But guys, we are back into our own server. We're no longer under the umbrella of anyone else. Kind of like uh, leeching off the the power uh, uh, to be. Uh, so guys, we are on our own, we are solo, and that's, and has never stopped us from succeeding. But already, as always, you know, being the first episode on our own server, you know, someone has to be robbing us of our money, and nonetheless, we have him back. I'm talking about the law, Ray Ramundo. How are you? Ah, what an entrance. (laughs) Uh, I'm leeching off your money, you say. I still don't understand how, where Lorraine, where, where she's digging into the Russell City account uh, as far as the, the amount that you asked for. For Christ's sake, the other day uh, we were only able to give you half a check and you said you're taking us to court and now we lost that court session and now we owe you double. Yep. And today's it, check was a little heavier, so. Keep it coming. Keep it coming. Lorraine, I'm One day, this you. is not even going to be Wrestle City Radio. This is going to be the Laws Radio. Let's continue. I'm gonna, I'll kill you, Lorraine. I, I, for the things that you're making me do here, I'll kill you. Anyway, 
But guys, we're going to be talking about a lot of major topics here on the world of professional wrestling. One being included, the famous Kurt Angle announcement. What is it uh, or what's going to be uh, tonight on Monday Night Raw? Aside from that, we're also going to be talking about the New Japan Pro Wrestling shoot from Tomatonga uh, this past week during their G1 Climax conference, uh, which was, let me say, something that you must hear. Uh, but also, we're going to have none other than a special guest with us, uh, the actual winner of this year's ECWA Super 8 tournament, a super prestigious tournament in the world of independent wrestling, in the world of professional wrestling. He was the winner of the tournament this year. That tournament has met, opened the gates to many, many greats here in this business uh, to make it to the big time. And now this man is this year's winner. He's going to be joining us here. In the hybrid, Sean Carr will be here on the show, and we Boo. cannot wait to. <coughs> Sorry about that. What the hell was up with the boo? You'll find out what? later. <laughs> oh lordy lord! Why 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 should why is it that a little bit of me is scared right now? Uh, the law has associates. I've been told to deliver a message later on. You all find out soon. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right, well, guys, let's go ahead and start talking pro wrestling, uh, in, especially this topic, uh, because I know it, it hits everyone's curiosity. What is Kurt Angle's major announcement tonight? Everyone's been throwing things from, <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> exactly, that he has a bastard son uh, to Chad Gable. Dick, yep, Chad Gable. <laughs> to Dixie Carter, to uh, Eric Bischoff, to uh, the, the return of CM Punk. Like, so many things have been said about today's Kurt Angle announcement, and it, it, people are going pretty much bonkers right now as far as what the announcement could be. Uh, and, and to be honest with you, my guess is just as good as everybody at this moment. But I have to say, it really brings back the... The people to watch it brings back uh, people to tune in to tonight's Monday Night Raw because it, yeah. everyone's curious. So they're doing a good job at that. They've been building this up for like about a month and a half now with Corey Graves and Kurt Angle. And, and I have to say, out of all the rumors that I've heard, uh, Mr. Ramundo, I'm really hoping to God that they build a story around Chad Gable. And as weird as this sounds. <laughs> The, the reason why I'm saying I hope the story surrounds Chad Gable is because Chad Gable is just an amazing athlete. I feel like that guy is future in the making if he was not a tag team competitor. Not saying that the American Alpha is a bad tag team, but I'd rather have to see Chad Gable work as a single superstar. Like, that's yeah. just me. It would be interesting. Having that push from Angle, it would be interesting. For yeah, some and, reason, I'm still thinking it's going to be Dixie Carter. Well, it has Dix to be. It has to be something around Dixie. Well, Dixie Carter did actually tweet out something this past week saying, uh, because a fan tweeted her saying, hey, are you going to be at Monday Night Raw? And she just said, tune in. So <laughs> it, it, it's something like this is the time. You see, I, I think I brought it up to you not too long ago. Mr. Ramundo, during one of your special guest co-host appearances, uh, that I told you, hey, we need that surprise factor. We need that shock factor again. 
I think like we've we haven't had a shock factor in a long time. I think the biggest shock factor, and as a matter of fact, I have to ask you what your favorite shock factor was. But I feel like my favorite shock factor was Ray was when Eric Bischoff came out on Monday Night Raw as the new general manager. That was huge in its in itself. And can it be that finally today we see another huge shock factor with Dixie Carter, the former owner of TNA, walking out on Monday Night Raw today? It would be interesting because it would be that same reaction to get someone that was their competitor show up on Raw today. But to me, I think my favorite shock factor was actually in 2007, 2006, 2007, when Jeff Hardy returned to the WWE against Edge. That storyline just brought goosebumps because I always grew up watching Jeff Hardy. So to see him return as the charismatic enigma again, to me, that was just golden. Speaking about charismatic... but (laughs) just loved it. Well, but talking about charismatic enigma, as a matter of fact, for the last two weeks, he's brought back his old uh, uh, face paint, actually. Uh, mm. do, do, you, do you feel like it's the return of the charismatic one again? Not as much, because if you noticed last week's promo, Matt Hardy brought a little more of the broken side to him, and Jeff sang that beautiful song, If They'll Fade Away and Classify Themselves as Obsolete. Well, all I got to say... Or later, that broken gimmick is coming. If Andrew well, stops with their cases continuing, just let the Hardys use the gimmick. It'll but, make them a well, lot more money. Well, question, right? Now with Dixie Carter now possibly on the WWE payroll, do you feel like that might help the Hardys gain their broken gimmick back? Because if there's anyone that knows TNA and the business aspects of it was the former owner of TNA... And that's Dixie Carter. She only owns 1%. I see her helping nothing. (laughs) (laughs) She has nothing else to do with TNA. Jeff Jarrett's made sure she's eliminated. So, yeah, I don't see that helping. If anything, it's worse because now they're going to, that sours the deal because they've been speculating, oh, there's a deal being made that Rebby Hardy, the deal was that if she, stops tweeting about Jeff Jarrett and TNA. They'll give the Hardys a gimmick. If she does anything that goes against it, she has to pay a fine of about $5,000 per tweet. Some Something of that source. So it's like, okay, this is getting worse by the minute. <laughs> well, you have to, you, you can't, like, I'm not going to go and pick sides here, but you, you have to admit the, the, the tweets that Rebby Sky was throwing out was a little overboard. Uh, I just see Anthem trying to get as much money as they can from the Hardys, which makes sense because that's the same thing I'm doing the rest of City Radio. So uh, yeah, get the but money. What I, <laughs> but what I'm saying, Ray, is the fact that Rebby Rebby Hardy's you know tweets were a little bit over the top, don't you think? Yeah, they were kind of hypocritical because she's basically she's talking about what they have done at the same time. She's even brought up Jeff Jarrett's uh, DUIs. When last time I checked, the Hardys haven't been that sober lately. So, yeah, it's, it's like the old saying goes, you crucify for your own crime, but okay. I thought you were going to make a song out of that. Oh, I crucify and make you obsolete. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 
I thought you were going to come up with a new song right there. But basically, I'll either change the way, lyrics so they can actually continue. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, uh, by all means, tonight's Raw is definitely something you want to tune into, whether it's the opening uh, announcement or it's the main event of tonight's Raw. Either way, it's worth the wait because think about it. Curiosity is killing you right now. You want to know what Kurt Angle's announcement is. You want to see if it's Chad Gable. You want to see if it's Dixie Carter. You want to see if, shoot, even if they do both, where Kurt Angle, uh, they make a story where Kurt Angle had an affair with Dixie, and Dixie gave birth to Chad. Boy, that, that's one hell of a oh, story. Oh, God, that would be weird. <laughs> <laughs> that storyline would be weird. The other storyline that I keep hearing is that it may be a Stephanie McMahon affair. That it's oh, Stephanie man. and Kurt, and that leads up to Triple H versus Kurt Angle at SummerSlam. Well, at the same time, like, I heard to kind of like, uh, sorry, I've mixed it up. It was kind of like uh, the story of the bastard son with Stephanie McMahon. Because, remember, Kurt Angle and Stephanie did have a romantic storyline back in the day uh, where it ended up escalating the feud between Triple H and Kurt Angle. So could it be that maybe Stephanie gave birth? To, uh, uh, I guess, uh, Chad Gable or, you know, and, and the funny story is. Oh, even God, forget- I can see that storyline now. Chad Gable <laughs> was put up for adoption. Oh, God. Tune in to Raw, folks. Tune in to Raw. Yeah, exactly. If, if that's the storyline that goes on tonight, I'll give Russell City Radio all their money back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Okay, WWE, please listen in. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need my money, uh, but no, like seriously, on on in the far note, whatever the storyline may be, Ray, people are curious to know what is going to happen. Yeah, the ratings are going to be high tonight. People are going to tune in, which yep, is a good and, thing because ratings have been so low. They need something to amp them up and need something to bring Raw and even SmackDown back. Because, you know, doing this segment tonight, and then they're still rolling on the Xena, AJ, Kevin Owens, and Rusev storyline. These two nights of wrestling are going to be must-see TV. Oh, so yeah. WWE's finally getting their bowl running, and they're doing something. And, and they're not running you, home with the ball. They're actually doing something, which, ironically, I say that statement. Today's six years of the CM Punk scandal. Do you remember that, George? Yep. Yeah, that, that's why I'm saying it could because Kurt Angle even went on record on an interview saying that CM Punk should return. So what if tonight's announcement has something to do with CM Punk? Because CM Punk does have a bad history with the WWE, and Kurt Angle does clue people saying this could ruin his career. So what if? So he loves a, CM Punk. Yeah. The, no. <laughs> what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that. Kurt Angle has been secretly meeting with CM Punk to uh, to establish a contract, and of course, yeah. But the st- last week they basically made it seem it has to be something with a love interest because he ends the phone call with "I love you," hangs up the phone. So it's kind of like uh, I don't think he's gonna say that to Punk. That would be kind of weird. <laughs> well, if it, uh, yeah. Uh, hey, unless you see CM Punk as a brother, you can't blame that. But uh, okay, but, or maybe it's me, George. You know, you don't know where I actually am right now. I never gave my location. <laughs> let, let me tell you something. If it's you, I'm turning off the TV. 
Thanks, so, George. You're welcome. I could be re- I could be wearing my new Wrestle City Radio T-shirt, but okay, turn off the TV. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you're the mystery cheap guy plug, who cheap bought this? Cheap plug. Oh God. <laughs> Uh, 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 yeah, cheap plug. By the way, go purchase our T-shirts now at Teespring, T-E-E, spring.com, backslash Russell City Radio, and you can purchase our T-shirts there for limited time only. I believe we have like less than 15 days left where you could purchase our T-shirts and join the revolution of bringing back respect to the world of professional wrestling. And look at this. Now Lorraine even goes on record and says, oh, it could be a fair, an affair with Linda McMahon. Oh, God, please, not Linda. Oh, no. oh God. Oh, God. <laughs> Whatever the, happens tonight, it's going to be really, really weird. <laughs> Put your kids to sleep before this segment is concerned. Nah, that's all I could say. Hopefully it's uh, the main event, so at least kids can watch the first half of Raw. <laughs> let them see the tell- Hardys. Let them see someone else. And then, okay, kid, go sleep. Adult business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because then they're going to wonder, hey, mom, hey, dad, where do babies come from? They come from a stork. <laughs> anyway, uh, so, guys, basically, yes, uh, you know, you have a huge segment in, in general when it comes to this Kurt Angle uh, story tonight. Uh, you made uh, mention a great point also when it comes to SmackDown stories. But, bro, even women have a, a great story happening right now because they're teasing the four horsewomen of the WWE versus the four horsewomen of the MMA. Which oh, that was of- perfect. WWE is cashing in because the big storyline right now is Mayweather versus McGregor. So they know, oh, how do we get on that stock? Okay, we invite all the four horsewomen of the UFC to come watch their friend in the, in the May Young classic. And let's yep. plot, have our four horsewomen be on the other side of the ring. So that could lead to maybe a SummerSlam match. Who knows? But that's the perfect way to cash in on the biggest fight of the summer being Floyd Money Mayweather versus the notorious Conor McGregor. Well, just to it's kind of like, uh, well, yeah, it's marketing 101. But personally, I feel like if they're going to do something like that, I feel like they should wait for Survivor Series for that. Because SummerSlam but is a little... wouldn't it be too late, George? No, it's not that it's too late. It's just that, remember, there's only one person that's trained in professional wrestling in the entire four horsewomen, and that was Shaza, okay, which she participated in the Mae Young Classic. So mm-hmm. right now, uh, Ronda Rousey, yes, she knows wrestling, but she knows wrestling as MMA. And then uh, the other two, they don't know like pro wrestling like WWE. They're fans of it, but they, that doesn't mean that you're a wrestler. So they have. They but that need doesn't time mean that train. all four have to actually be in the ring. It could turn into just a one-on-one contest, and then have them all on the outside. Because I don't think it takes that. They have right now about a month or so to train. So at least let them learn the basics, let them learn something they can do, have them at least do a bump or so, and have Shays of Face one of them at SummerSlam. Because WWE well, knows if they can cash in on this match, they're getting everyone that's watching the Mayweather-McGregor fight and that storyline build, they're going to want to watch this. 
Well, to be honest with you, if there if you are going to compete with Mayweather and McGregor, you better put Ronda Rousey in there with Char- uh, Charlotte Flair. I'm just saying that that is probably the best thing you could do to compete with McGregor and Mayweather. Like at least yep. it's somewhat same same platform. You know, shoot, nothing. I, I'm not gonna say that Mayweather and McGregor is gonna be easy to beat. That's literally two of the best fighters no, in the world. No, they're not gonna. No, no matter what they put on SummerSlam, I'm sorry, it's not gonna be Mayweather versus McGregor. But Whoa. at least doing this, they can get some of the audience that's getting into it's boxing versus UFC. They can have okay, it's UFC versus the WWE. Yeah, good point. So at least it's well, something. Well, I, I'm just saying right now, if there's anyone that should be in the ring to compete with McGregor and Mayweather, it should be Charlotte Flair and, of course, uh, Ronda Rousey. But, guys, now it's time to reach out to our special guest of the evening. I'm talking about our ECWA Super Agenter, Sean Carlos. Go ahead and reach out. Sean, are you there? Okay. Apparently, uh, the lines are not working. Just one second here. We apologize for the uh, technical difficulties. Okay. Okay. So, it looks like yeah, it's not working. I'm just playing the elevator music for the fans. What? Elevator music? <laughs> elevator music? Really? Oh, good. It was something to entertain him. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, either way, while we still attempt this, uh, let's go ahead and talk about other things. Uh, basically, one of the the top things that uh, I find was working. Let's see if this works. Give me one second. There we go. Perfect. Hello. Hello, Mr. Carr. How are you? Good. How are you? Good, good, Mr. Carr. Good, good. I'm here. Uh, this is Russell City Radio with myself, George, and, and the law, Ray Ramundo. How are you today, sir? Very good, guys. Very good. Thank you for having me, man. No, thank you for your time. You know, you are possibly one of the top prospects of the world of professional wrestling right now. You you constantly train your father and, and et cetera, et cetera. So we thank you very much for your time with us here today. Oh, definitely, definitely. Well, Mr. Carr, first and foremost, I have to tip my hat off to you, man, because I, I believe it was you who shared a link uh, not too long ago about the story that was uh, shared on a local channel in your in your vicinity uh, about what took place uh, during one of your events when your your wife was giving birth to your to your child and, and let me just say my hat tips off to you man you are pr- pretty much a pure definition of what a father should be oh thank you very much man that means a lot thank you yeah I, I I my heart went out to you man like the things that you went through. Because a lot of people, like, uh, they, t- they seem to say, hey, my, my plate is full. There's so much I could do. 
But, you know, you being so far from your family during that day, and then you just said, you know what, I'm having my match, I'm jumping in the car, and I'm running over there. And then the fact that you got in a car crash, I believe it was, and, and yep. uh, it, it, there was nothing stopping you to getting to your baby. And that was amazing, and, and I'm very happy that your baby came out healthy. And uh, I have to ask you, Mr. Carr, uh, with now being you, being a father and such, uh, do you plan? I know it's, <laughs> it's early to ask, but do you hope that one day your child follows in your footsteps in this business? Um, you know, like me and my uh, my future wife, we, uh, we we've talked about that a lot, and we both are at the um, we both came to the agreement that if that is something that she honestly truly wants to do, that we will support her, and I will make sure that I do everything in my power to make sure she has every advantage that maybe I didn't have when I was starting out. Um, but again, I mean, if she doesn't want to, that's cool too. Um, if she wants to pursue something else, that that's totally fine, you know. Um, but that's that's where we're at, you know. I mean, right now she she loves it, you know. She she loves watching Daddy wrestle. She loves going to shows. She loves cheering and booing and and being a part of the whole thing. So uh, if that's the path she she decides, then I guess that's the path that we'll go with. And, and mind you, Mr. Carr, uh, you mentioned also a great point of how you know your daughter uh, follows you uh, to your shows and such. Uh, and, and mind you, um, it, it's good that now the, that the product has turned into more a family-friendly product compared to what it used to be. So the, the business has evolved in such a long, long road. Uh, and, and mind you, you have evolved too, but also wrestlers are evolving. It seems to me like almost every class you know, of, of wrestling schools, they just keep on getting better and better and better. And it's like a new move has just popped out every other show now nowadays uh can you tell yeah, us about you i'm sorry go ahead do finish no, no no i just wanted to ask you and by all means finish your comment too i want to hear what you were going to say but i wanted to ask what do you feel about the evolution of pro wrestling you know it's crazy um when it, it's crazy to me at how how much the business has changed since i first started um, and I think for the better, uh, like like you said, I mean, I mean, nowadays in wrestling, everybody is just so talented. I mean, there's so much talent out there. You know, everyone, you know, they look so good. You know, there's a lot of in-shape people. They got expensive, nice gear. I mean, you know, and, and a lot goes into, you know, perfecting their craft. Um, sometimes... Uh, you know, may, may, sometimes maybe I feel like this newer generation maybe does a little bit, I would say, too, too much uh, in ring-wise, and they don't really uh, they don't really focus more on, like, maybe telling a story as more getting over a move. But, I mean, overall, I mean, the, this new talent that's coming out nowadays, like you said, it's like every other day, you know, you have you know, a new move debuted or something. It's also it's 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 cool the with social media and and all that how uh, easy it is to you know or easier I should say it is to get booked and to really get your name and get your brand and get who you are out there you know and I mean at the same time it's it, it makes the business more cutthroat and more um, you know maybe difficult to 
get your name out there, maybe, but at the same time, I mean, it, it really, you, you have to be talented. You have to be, you have to have some kind of it factor nowadays to, you know, rise above the rest. Because, I mean, like I said, in 2017, there's so many talented wrestlers, men and female. It's just insane. Yeah, and mind you, I, I'm thankful that you brought up social media, too, because, uh, like, a lot of people, I've heard both uh, sides of the stories. I've heard all social media has helped, all social media hasn't helped. But uh, the fact is is that also a lot of Young Bucks, uh, no pun intended to the Young Bucks tag team, but but basically, <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of Young Bucks uh, that are entering in the business, Mr. Carr, uh, basically ha- are kind of like, yeah, I'm going to open up a Facebook page, per se, like a personal page, and then they throw out their personal, uh, you know, subjects out there. They kind of like uh, put out depressing things and, and, and et cetera, et cetera. So, it, like, I could understand where these vets are saying that doesn't help the business, like, in a social it, media That's wise. true, yeah. That's true. So, I agree 100%. And it's funny, too, because, like, uh, whenever nowadays, whenever you go to submit your stuff to a bigger company like WWE or, you know, Ring of Honor or, you know, GFW, whoever, um, you know, they want your social media accounts. They want to know what you're posting. They want to know because that that's, you know, there's a lot of people that are out there, like you said, who just, you know, they're social media crazy and they love to just post their whole life on there and not really care who's watching, who's paying attention. I, and I've actually personally seen people get denied opportunity because of their Facebook posts, their Twitters, their, you know, it's a, they're, they're everything. So that aspect, it kind of, you know, it kind of can hurt, but at the same time, maybe, you know, if you're old enough to be getting climbing into a ring you should be old enough to know how to censor yourself and look professional and and know what to say and what not to say on social media because that's the other thing i mean people you know who are in our situations you know i feel like we're held at a higher you know pedestal than other human beings and that's because that we decided to lace up a pair of boots and and get you know climb into a ring and, and be an entertainer um so, yeah, I mean, you know, there's always a pro and a con, but, you know, it's funny you said that because, like I said, I've seen people actually get denied uh, huge opportunities for the things that they've posted on social media. Yeah, because, like I said, I, I've had a lot of people uh, on my show here that, like, we ask sometimes the question because they have given us the, what we call in journalism, the segue to speak about social media and some people have said, yeah, it's helped because it helps me promote my, my gimmick, my character, my, my matches, my merchandise. Uh, and then at the same time, you have your vets that say, no, it doesn't help because some of these guys don't know how to separate the personal from the, from the professional. So that's, exactly. why they say, that's why they say, hey, in this case, if you really want to post personal, only accept your friends on your personal page and then make a fan page for the fans. So, and, and, I, and I have to agree. It's sorry that I'm talking like a worker. I know I'm not, but, <laughs> but that's, what <laughs> <laughs> that's what I've learned. But, like, I, I know you were uh, helped by two of the greats here in the business, like two le- uh, legendary veterans in uh, Rob Cook and Cage uh, that basically took you under the wing. Uh, tell us a little bit about that, like uh, the, the difference between how these two gentlemen trained you and took you under their uh, their wing to what's happening to the in the current business and training. 
Oh man, I mean, you know, when when I first got in roughly ten years ago, um, you know, I, I I had training. You know, I knew the basics. You know, I knew you know what you know. At least a veteran can guide me through something, and then. You know, uh, Cage and 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 Ivy Green, Rob Cook, whatever you want to call them, they uh, they they told me they said you can learn how to bump and all that in the school, but you learn how to work on the road. And you know, I mean, they you know they were kind of dwindling down on their careers, um, and they were doing a lot of I don't want to I don't want to knock any show, but like they weren't you know they were doing like a you know your your typical you know independent wrestling at the time. Uh, show um, and they would get me booked and it was just one of those things where you're I was thrown in there with a veteran wrestler and they would watch every match and when I came back through that curtain you know I, I would get what I did good what I did bad what I needed to work on and I was always like back then like you know there's there's a lot of veteran guys who it's crazy now I mean I say that now and half of them are on television right now um, but, you know, I, I would always ask people to say, hey, you know, like, uh, could you please watch my match and offer me any kind of pointers? And that's how, you know, I, I was always, and I still am to this day, I'm very, you know, open and, 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 and just want to learn. And, you know, it, it just, it's, you know, o- overall, you know, I feel like that hasn't changed at all where people who have, uh, you know, they've, they they ask and they're they're willing to learn. I feel like if you're not willing to learn and you're not if you're one of those who just act like you know it all, then you'll never get to where you want to go. You know, you should always be yeah. able to ask for critique and criticism. And that's not only in wrestling, that's in life in general. You know? Agreed. So. No, I completely agree. And as a matter of fact, uh now that we're talking about also training and such uh, you've also have a extensive background in not just pro wrestling, obviously, but but you also know your martial arts. You know MMA, jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai. And funny how we are actually talking about this right now, how I brought this up. And before you came on, we were just talking about <laughs> the Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor uh-huh. coming up. So, uh, Mr. Carr, get, I want to hear this from a guy who's trained uh, you know, in that plus, you know, pro wrestling, tell us about, you know, mixing the two, two sports. Like, uh, I know it's different from like wrestling and MMA to, to boxing and MMA, but tell us about that whole, you know, transition there. And also who do you think is going to win McGregor or, or Mayweather here? <laughs> okay. Um, well, I, I've been heavily involved in martial arts, uh, for very, very long time. Uh, my parents first got me into them when I was about six. Um, I was a huge Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fan. I was a huge Mighty oh. Morphin Power Ranger fan. So, oh. you know, it just seemed it just seemed natural that you know. So my my parents first got me involved in Taekwondo, and I I studied Taekwondo for the better part of almost fifteen years. Um, I became a second degree black belt. Um, I actually went to the state tournament up here in, in upstate New York uh for Taekwondo sparring. Uh got a got a silver medal. Uh almost qualified for junior Olympics, but unfortunately I uh, I was I was beat out by the guy who beat me. Um then that transitioned over into uh Muay Thai, which transitioned into kickboxing, which transitioned into 
you know, you know, I, I wrestled in, in, in high school, you know, so, I mean, it was, it was one of those things where it was, it was kind of like a, uh, I always tell people, like, I was wearing tap out shirts before people knew what tap out MMA was, you know, um, and, uh, and yeah, you know, I mean, I, I, I have a couple amateur fights of, you know, MMA under my belt, um, Again, before it was a cool thing to do. Now it seems like everyone wants to be an MMA and they want to be a fighter and all, all that stuff. <laughs> uh, quick little funny story. Uh, I was actually uh, training when John Jones first transitioned from, uh, you know, wrestling, like high school wrestling into fighting. Um, huh. he, John Jones actually uh, grew up about five minutes from where I live. Huh. Um yeah, it's it, it's crazy. It, it, <laughs> and, uh, that that's ridiculous. Like I, I actually met John Jones at a at a like a local MMA event down here in Miami. Uh, very oh, professional nice. guy. Uh, like he knows how to conduct himself well. Uh, when yeah, being, yeah. He, him and his brothers all. I mean, uh, they they they've all been you know they're all just super athletically gifted. I mean, there's two brothers in the NFL. I think actually one of them retired. The other just signed a pretty sweet contract with uh i want to say uh baltimore i could be wrong on that but uh but yeah you know john john was always a down-to-earth guy you know he's had his troubles in the you know in the recent past but you know i think he's past that i hope he is uh but yeah you know i mean it was one of those things where you know i kind of kind of stepped away from the martial arts and i really wanted to get to my passion which is professional wrestling and you know that's how people my uh the guy who first showed me the business, his name is Junior White. One day we're in there, and I was doing some of my uh, my martial arts while in training for wrestling. And he goes, "Man, you're kind of like a hybrid of martial arts and uh, and pro wrestling." And that's how it, he was like, "That's it." He goes, "That's what your nickname should be. It's hybrid." And it's been been with me ever since. Um, and as someone who used to compete and used to uh, actually get hit and used to box and as an MMA background, this fight coming up, I think, is going to be something special. I don't think it's going to be what the Pacquiao fight was with Mayweather uh, two two or three years ago. Um, there's There's a lot of different scenarios I'd have to go with. I think that if this fight coming up goes the distance. If it goes all the rounds that it's scheduled to go to, that Mayweather will win. Um, Mayweather is a very, he's a boxer. He's a very smart boxer. Uh, but at the end of the time, McGregor's a fighter. And, you know, McGregor's a beast, and he's crazy. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and he, he has hands. You know, people, I think, I... I I, I hate how people just kind of uh, they just are automatically like counting McGregor out because you know he he has a fighter's chance as anyone does when you step in the cage or you step in between the ropes. Um, me personally, I think McGregor is going to shock the world like he always does. Um, hmm. I remember back when they were saying that Jose Aldo was unbeatable and. You know, McGregor ended up knocking him out in like under a minute. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I remember. You know, that. I I always tell people I'm always like, don't count McGregor out. You know, I mean, if if it's a boxing, a scientific boxing 
match, you're going to have to give that experience to Floyd, obviously, because Floyd knows how to pick apart people, but Floyd also likes to hit hit and run. Um, but Mayweather is, is an aggressor, and Mayweather has some dangerous hands. So, I mean, me personally, I'd love to see McGregor pull it out. Um, but, you know, it's definitely it's definitely going to, you know, make them those two a whole lot of money that, you know, they're probably more money than they know what to do with. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I mean, we're talking about it, so obviously it's going to be a huge attraction. So yeah. we'll see, though. It's definitely going to be pretty interesting. Well, I have to uh, kind of, like, rebuttal you here because, uh, like, I, I, I'm hoping McGregor wins. Don't get me wrong on this. I'm just going to throw in an opinion here. But look what happened to Ronda Rousey and Holly Holm. Ronda Rousey was your perfect MMA female athlete. She knew almost everything in the entire MMA world. And then you had Holly Holm that was a boxer. She started off as a boxer, and she knocked out Ronda Rousey. Can this possibly be a repeat, but in the male area of uh, uh, of that sport? Like, could it be now that Mayweather knocks out McGregor? I'll tell you this much. Whoever wins this fight, we're never going to hear the last of it. <laughs> oh, God, no. Oh. And I think I think whoever wins it, it's going to set up for another fight because I just think there's too much money to be made. And I do agree with you. You know, I mean, I also, but I also think at that point Ronda was kind of, I want to say she was done, but I think that she didn't really know how to manage. I don't, I don't really think she knew how to manage uh, the fame, the making the movies, the the this, the that, and. I feel Holly Holm was, was, I mean, if you look at them when they showed up to that cage, Ronda didn't look like, a, and she was obviously in shape. I don't want to say she was fat or anything, but, like, Holly was in fighter shape. Like, she was, <laughs> like, she was ready to go, you know, and Ronda didn't really, and I, and I think, you know, Ronda, that, that whole thing, I think Ronda overlooked her. You know, Ronda was like, well, no one's ever lasted two minutes in the cage with me, so, you know, I'm just going to come in and mow it down. And she got humbly beat down, and she definitely hasn't been the same since. But, and, you know, I, I agree 100%. Well, I mean, Holly came in and picked her right mm-hmm. apart. It was it was pretty, <laughs> pretty crazy to watch. I agree. Yep, it was. And, and mind you, hypothetically speaking, Mr. Carr, let's say, for instance, if you went into the MMA world and you – you went into the UFC or you went into Bellator, you went into Strikeforce, you went into Pride, you know, uh, like, was, was, is there any fighter, uh, hypothetically, again, that you would want to fight in the octagon, uh, anyone that had your eye, per se? Oh, man, I mean, you know, it's, it's crazy because, like, nowadays I'm kind of glad that I stepped out. <laughs> that, that world, uh, that, and that's only because I mean, there's there's some talented fighters. I mean, there really is. Um, that, that's a tough question. That's not something I've ever been asked. Actually, that's a first. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, honestly, I would want to take if 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 I would you know step away from wrestling and, and pursue the uh, the uh, a fighting career, as long as it made a whole lot of money and it was a huge draw. I'd be okay with it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, who knows? I mean, I don't know if CM Punk's looking for any opponent coming up. I mean, I think I'd give him a run for his Ooh. life. But... Ooh. Ooh. 
Hey, Mr. Brooks, I hope you're listening. Uh, <laughs> All out of respect and love, though. I mean, my God. Yeah. And that's the one thing. I love CM Punk. I, I love I, I don't I don't feel he was uh, he was really you know I, pe- people didn't give him enough credit you know I mean he made that walk I mean not a lot of people could say that they made that walk to the cage and he trained his ass off and he looked amazing you know and you know I mean his very first MMA fight I mean they put him in there with a you know a prospect of MMA you know what I mean I mean the, Mickey Gall was just you know he was he was in the fight game longer and you know. But I give I give Punk his you know his credit, man. I mean I respect him a lot. Uh, everything he's done in wrestling, obviously. And I you know you you can't. I mean anyone who's like oh well you know he went in there and he got his ass kicked yeah but I mean he went in there and he he threw down like that's something to respect in my opinion. No, and, and mind you, I have a whole lot of respect. The guy you know a lot of people doubted him. And said, "Hey, you're never, you're not gonna do it. You're not gonna do it. You're not gonna last. You're not gonna last." But it's not about lasting. It's the fact that he did it. He did his yeah. dream. You know, and, yep. and that's what people. That's what no one understands. Is hey, yeah, he backed up your words, and now you're hating on him because he lost. But you're forgetting the main point. He did it. <laughs> how many exactly. Times, you know, how many times can a person say, "Hey, I have a dream." And they kind of give up on it because it doesn't happen to them the next day. Like exactly, Punk had a dream. He made it come true, like you did, to become a wrestler, and he made it come true. Uh, but basically, I'm gonna continue talking with you uh, a little later, Mr. Carr. I I feel like I'm taking half the the transcript from my co-host over here. <laughs> uh, so I, so I want to give him some a little bit of uh, spotlight here with you, and then I'll I'll ask you a few last questions before you go and then we'll do some plugs for your your twitter your pro wrestling tees and etc which uh, i was informed by my coo i had to get some information on that because i want to probably buy some shirts uh, and uh, <laughs> by all means let's uh ray your the mr car is all yours man okay thanks george and mr car it's a pleasure to be able to speak with you sadly i wasn't able to see your show last night i was trying to make it but a hospital visit got in the way. <laughs> oh, so I missed well, that amazing ladder that, match of yours last night. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. We, me, Greg, Greg Exel and I, we had, uh, we had one, one hell of a match. It really was. I mean, I'm still feeling it today. <laughs> I, I can imagine. Not only that, but the Crusade for Change got to you afterwards. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> they, they came out. They, they beat me down, and uh, they ended up taking my title. But uh, it was, a, you know. During the beatdown, uh, Joe Gacy, uh, Rob Cook, Axel Lennox, you know, they came to the, the save. And then finally, uh, Cody Rhodes. You know, a lot of people don't realize, but me and Cody Rhodes are actually, you know, we're pretty good buds. And he did me a solid. He came out. He didn't leave the building. And he uh, he came out and he, he helped us out. But unfortunately, the Crusades still stole my belt. I didn't lose it. I'm hmm. still the champion. They just stole the belt. <laughs> Well, I guess September 15th is not going to be far enough for you, isn't it, for that war game? I, <laughs> mm-hmm. right. I mean, I'm, I'm coming I'm coming that night to get my belt back, and I'm coming for revenge along with, you know, the other four guys on, on my team. Mm. Well, okay, now let me get down to the interview and ask you the first question I usually ask everyone is, what was your reasoning for getting into the wrestling business? 
my reasoning for getting the wrestling business. Uh, I've been a lifelong fan um, ever since I was flipping through the channels one day and I caught uh, a match between the British Bulldog and Shawn Michaels and I was just hooked. And I, it was just one of those things where as soon as I started watching, I couldn't get enough of it. And uh, a hobby became a passion, which became my life. And, you know, I, I, I was very fortunate enough and able to, when I was growing up, to, to be able to witness ECW, WCW, WWF, which is on WWE. Um, a lot of, I got to meet a lot of cool, my buddies, you know, from, from Binghamton, New York, and we do the whole tape trading thing. And, you know, we would uh, play all the video games and, you know, like I was obsessed just like I am now. And that uh, turned into me just saying one day, you know, I was like, I've always wanted to do this and I'm just going to give it a shot. And I did. Awesome. Awesome. Who would you say that your style of wrestling you resemble? Who was one of those idols that you wanted to make your style based off of? Um, I was always a huge fan of the smaller guy who can really go. So obviously Shawn Michaels, um, because of my martial arts, I've loved, I was, I was always in awe and just love Rob Van Dam. Um, one of my all-time favorites ever was Eddie Guerrero. And I always try to take a little bit of, you know, those three because I feel like those three to me in ring-wise are some of the best, you know, to ever lace a pair of boots up. And, you know, I I always admire the fact that, you know, those those, those smaller guys who, like a, Dan, like a newer age, a Daniel Bryan, you know, a Chris Jericho, where any time they came on, you knew what you were going to see was always good. And that's the mentality that I always try to go about is whenever someone sees my name on a card, my goal is to, you know, to make them say, wow, I have to go to that show because Sean Carr's on that show and I know his match will be, the, it, you know, his match alone will be the, price of admission because it's always going to be good um that's the kind of mentality that i've always had in ever since i started and it's carried me this far you know to where we're at now so awesome awesome yeah i have seen a lot of your work being luckily i am here in new york so i've gotten to see a lot of your stuff and you do have that style it's like seeing that smaller guy work and being able to still prevail and always put on a top-notch match. Being that style and you're able to prove all that, what would be your end goal in this business? What's that one company you're like, I have to make it there and I'm complete? Um, you know, obviously, uh, I've, this, this year alone, I've able to, you know, checkmark off so many on my bucket list um, that right now, like, you know, I, I've been able to wrestle for CZW. I've been able to wrestle for Ring of Honor. Um, my 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 end goal now is to get a contract somewhere. You know, if it's with Ring of Honor, that that's probably I think that's more catered to my style um, and my life too, with their their travel schedule and stuff like that. Um, that you know, that's that's my next end thing. At the honestly, to be people are always like, well, you know, you obviously want to go WWE. Like that is always the main goal 
is to go WWE, you know, because that is the, the biggest, the best. Um, but honestly, like, my the goal I've always had and I've always set out for myself is as long as if I never accomplish a big time, you know, like a, a, a TV contract, as long as I I know that, like, my time in the business, people respected me and respected what I've done and my work. And as long as, you know, people have always wanted to be like, I'm, I'm always on the list of guys who people want to work with. Um, then I'm, I'm, I feel like I've accomplished enough, you know, like as long as, you know, every people respect, you know, me and my name and, you know, and, and that I feel like, you know, I can call my career a success. Um, but you know, actual goals, goals. I mean, for me right now, to hopefully land a TV contract for somebody. Perfect, perfect. So definitely about leaving that mark. That's something you definitely want to do in this business. Definitely. Is at least leave that mark on fans and make sure your name is out there. So. Exactly. Awesome, awesome. I'm gonna leave you one more question. Well. It's not more of a question, but a statement. Because in this business, I do have a nice friend. I think you know him well because you saw him on Saturday, Mr. A.J. Pan. He uh-huh. wants to know. <laughs> yeah, because I'm a nice friend of the PCA, so they just wanted to know, how's that loss feeling? Oh, Pazriel. Well, um, <laughs> the thing is, is to Mr. A.J. Pan, is I didn't lose the match. I didn't get pinned. Asriel pin Chris Wild. Now, Azrael did pin me a couple weeks ago in Springfield, Pennsylvania, but at the same time, I'm also going to sit back and say that Azrael is one of those guys who I've come across in this business where he brings the best out in me as I do in him. And anytime that you put Azrael and Sean Carr in a match, you don't know who is going to win because some night I'm the better man, some nights he's the better man, and we both bring out the best in each other. But as far as this past Saturday, Azriel did not pin me. Azriel pinned Chris Wild. Me and Joe Gacy, who uh it's weird, one day we're friends, one day we're enemies, we uh we had a little encounter which took our attention away from what was going on in the ring. So to Mr. AJ Pan Make sure he gets his facts straight. Has Azrael beat me? Yes, he has. <laughs> but he didn't beat me on Saturday. Well, I'll definitely give that message to AJ. I'll <laughs> let him know. He still says he still has a problem with you for taking Mike Law's spot. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mike Law, I guess he, he did. Mike Law, you know, he, he pulled a fast one on me. The PCA didn't. He's in next year's Super 8. So hopefully he can pull something out of his ass next year. <laughs> well, thank you again, Mr. Carr, for this. I'll pass it back to George. It's been a pleasure. Hope to see you at a show soon. Thank you very much. Pleasure's all mine. Thank you. All right. Well, by all means, <laughs> a nice little conversation you guys were having there back and forth. But uh, basically, I now I have to ask, now that you mentioned the Super 8, the Super 8, uh, by all means, the ECWA Super 8 is one of the most prestigious tournaments in the entire United States. Uh, people from all over the world try to participate in that ECW8 uh, Super 8 tournament every year. Uh, this year, you won the tournament. 
uh, and by all means, it, it, like it's it, it, it that has opened gates uh, to many many past stars to reach the big time. Can you tell us a little bit now what went through your head when you won the tournament, the most one of the most prestigious tournaments? Was that validation for you when you won? Yeah, you know, I mean, it, it was the the ECWA Super Eight tournament was definitely on my bucket list of things to achieve in this business because ever since I was a fan, ever since I was a kid who go to the grocery store and read PWA magazine, you know, I'd always follow ECWA and the Super Eight. Um, I first competed in the Super Eight in 2015. Um, I was scheduled to compete in the 20th ECWA Super Eight last year. But during it, I, I got hurt at a uh, at an ROH tryout camp, so I wasn't able to compete in the tournament. So this year, I wasn't taking no for an answer. I came down. I uh, I pretty much gave myself the spot by taking out Mike Law, and then I had three oh. solid hard hitting matches. Three solid hard hitting matches against Brandon Scott, Joe Gacy, and then the final Leo Rush. And to me, it means a lot because Leo Rush is signed with WWE. And I was the guy to beat him in the Super 8. So it, it does, I, I feel like it does solidify me, you know, up there with, you know, as a as a top guy who's maybe underlooked. Well, mind you, I was actually going to ask that. Like, now that Leo Rush, as we all know, was offered an NXT contract, uh, I believe he's going to be uh, going over there in August. Uh, he's, he begins his NXT training and so forth in August. Uh, you being the winner and you beating him in the finals of the ECWA uh, Super 8 tournament, could it be maybe a rematch in, on a bigger stage? Would you like what? What would go through your head if one day you're called even as uh, as an extra or even signed to the WWE and you work Leo Rush in NXT? What would that say to you? Would it be like, oh my God, we we were on this tournament, we stole the show in the finals? And now we're on the big time. So what will go through your head there? Yeah, you know, I mean, it, it, it'd be one of those things where everything comes full circle, you know. And uh, Leo Rush, he, I, I remember when he first started coming around the scene, and I mean, it, it was, it literally seemed like it was yesterday. I mean, I remember when he was tagging with his partner Rick Powers, who's now in NXT, um, and. Patrick Clark, who was on uh, Tough Enough, and, you know, he's now in NXT. And, you know, to see how far that Leo has come, and even Patrick, you know, is is just, it's it's really inspiring, you know. Um, Leo, I've known Leo since he got in, and I respect Leo. I, I honestly feel like he is one of the future, you know, of, of this business. Um, you know, if if one day him and I ever down the road, you know, if it ever happens on the grand stage, it will be one of those things where it's like, wow, you know, like, you know, it's it's something that's been happening for, you know, for years. You know, I mean, look at Kevin Steen and or Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. I mean, you know, they 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 tore it up all throughout the Indies and now they're doing it on the bigger stage. So it definitely be a kind of feel like that, you know. It'd be one of those things where it's like, wow, wrestling on the independent to now wrestling for the best biggest company in the in the entire world. I mean that 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 would be that would be really cool in my opinion. And I'm glad you said that. I feel like Leo Rush can be the Sami Zayn to your Kevin Owens. 
So <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely. I, I'm really happy you said that. But but uh, basically, long story short, you know, again, a lot of people even say uh, the time to be a pro wrestler couldn't be any better than now because of how open the doors have become uh, for both men and women. Uh, like nowadays, you hear a new report of some new independent guy uh, being signed to the WWE because now they've opened the door to a more kind of younger, uh, faster uh, style, per se, in the WWE. And, and mind you, uh, it's thanks to you guys, you, the independent wrestlers, who kind of like opened the eyes to them because it's like, hey, we have to evolve just alongside with them. Like they might be, um, quote unquote, the minority, but they're the ones that are changing the business. So just like women constructed the revolution, you independent wrestlers are constructing the revolution of the new style of pro wrestling. So where, where do you see wrestling going in, like uh, whether it be five, ten years from now, where do you see pro wrestling going? Well, pro wrestling has always been like a sickle. You know, it has its really good years and it has its not-so-good years. I think that we are on the verge of another big boom, like the Attitude Era, um, because it seems like everyone loves wrestling now, and that's so cool. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's one of those things where, you know, pro wrestling, its popularity is, is coming back, and it's, 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 it's so cool to be a part of, you know what I mean? And it's it's cool to be, you know, associated with it. And in the next five to ten years, I honestly see wrestling being, you know, as big, if not bigger than it's ever been, you know, uh, during the, the highs of the business. You know, I mean, if you look at all these independent wrestling shows, I mean, it seems like everyone is drawing amazing houses. You know, I mean, there's definitely those shows, you know, around that, you know, I'm sure draw, you know, more people, there's more wrestlers in the back than there are in the crowd. But, I mean, I, I got to be honest with you guys. I mean, every show that I've done this year, I don't think, I mean, they, they have all have been super successful. You know, they've all been in front of uh, great houses. And, you know, that's it's it's very cool and it's very inspiring because I feel like today's day and age of wrestling, you know, it's it's everyone just tries to do what we all love to do. And, come together, promote the shows, um, you know, draw these great houses of these amazing fans who just to give you all their energy. And, you know, it's 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 definitely, I, I feel like, you know, the term people always use, like, a time, what a time to be alive, you know. And I couldn't agree more with that because, I mean, in my opinion, pro wrestling uh, altogether is just, is just right now is it's such, it's, it's like it's on a rocket ship, you know, and it's just, you know, it's getting more and more popular, more and more people, you know, like it and they, they, they're entertained and, you know, the, the stereotype of, you know, wrestling, you know what I mean? Like big fat dudes, fake punching each other, you know, like nowadays, I mean, people really go and they're so entertained with the shows and they're so, you know, and they, they, they keep coming back and they keep buying merchandise and they keep, you know, buying DVDs and they want to be a part of it. And it's just, it's just such a great time to be in the business right now. So then my last two questions have to be on that note. Uh, number one, um, what best advice can you give being you like an over like a close to nine, 10 year veteran like yourself? 
can what can you tell uh, the younger generation of wrestlers? What can you tell them how to be successful? How to reach for the stars? And what's the best advice that you could give them? Man, you know, I mean, it's it's crazy for me right now because like I have so many uh, wrestlers always asking me advice, and sometimes I gotta sit back and be like, man, you know, like little old me, people are asking me my opinion on on how to be successful and. I always I always try to tell people, young and aspiring people who are just trying to get in the business, like you literally like there's there's no there's no excuse these days. I mean, for example, let's take the Monster Factory. The work Danny Cage does with the Monster Factory, and I mean like that right there is in itself like if, if people are like, well, I don't know, I mean. I don't know if I can ever be good at this, you know, like if you seek out a company or a wrestling school to get started like the Monster Factory, I mean, you already are 10, 10 steps above me when I started. I mean, when I started, it was in a broken down uh, warehouse. I think it was an old car garage, you know, with a broken down ring with no heat in the in the wintertime and no air conditioning in the summertime. And, you know, there's pigeonholes in the roof, you know and I mean? I always try to tell people, like, you know, you get out of this business what you put into it. And if you study, you dedicate, you 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 ask advice, you learn, you experience things, you go out of your comfort zone, you know, a lot of the problems that I know that people have, and, and this goes from brutal Bob Evans. I love Bob to death. He's such a smart human being. He's such smart guy when it comes to professional wrestling. Um, I've learned a lot from Brutal Bob. And honestly, it's just from reading his posts that he posts on Facebook. <laughs> and with talking with him, of course, because I always enjoy having a good old Uncle Bob conversation with Bob. Um, but, you know, I mean, if you're comfortable somewhere and you feel like you're not getting anywhere, you need to go. You need, you need to get out. You need to step out of your boundaries, out of your comfort zone. And you need to do other things. You need to, to to build your brand in other places. You know, any opportunity that comes your way, you should take it, you know. Um, don't think you know it all, you know. Study the guys who are, say, on the indies right now, like the Young Bucks, who are making a living at this. What are they doing? What can you do to make your, you know, take what they're doing and make it your own? Not saying go out there and do the two sweeps and the sockets, super kicks and everything like that. But how can you kind of adapt to what how they became successful into your own brand of who you are, you know? And, I mean, there's no excuse to not have a full schedule anymore. I mean, there's really not. With social media, with, with you know, the Internet, with how many great quality wrestling companies there are throughout the entire world, there's no reason why you can't find steady work. Um, and just have fun. You know, have fun what you're doing. You know, build these relationships. You know, I mean, it's it's crazy because like I I have a lot of friends in you know my hometown of Binghamton, um, but my real close knit friends that I consider family are all you know a few hours away in a car you know in, in Maryland or PA or you know all over the country you know get out there, you know, build these relationships, you know, have fun, do what you do, and just, you know, just take it all in. Live your dream, 
you know, and put everything you have into this, and only good can come from that. Yeah, and that's amazing advice. And for anyone that's uh, tuning in, that's a young wrestler in this business or or training, you, uh, you I hope you had your ears open because that was an amazing advice. Uh, and this <laughs> yep, coming from I'm definitely am. I'm listening yeah, to this. You know, <laughs> no, and this listen, uh, you know, this is coming from the ECWA Super Eight winner here. Okay, so this is not like uh, Ricky Dinky advice. This is someone who's been there and knows what he's talking about. Uh, but on top of that, uh, Mr. Carr, last question. And I asked this to all my guests just to kind of make them feel good and, and to kind of like say, oh, my God, like I've made it. Mr. Carr, I know you started watching as a little kid. You got, you got trapped into the love of professional wrestling, like you said. <laughs> when you watched, uh, uh, you know, Michaels and Bulldog wrestle. Uh, you fell in love with the passion. Now you made it. Now you, you're a pro wrestler. Now you're one of them. You're a Shawn Michaels. You're a British Bulldog. Let me ask you, Mr. Carr, if there was anything you could tell your younger self, the one that was sitting in front of a TV watching Shawn Michaels and British Bulldog tear the house down, what would you tell your younger self right now? Hmm. Wow, that's a really, really, really good question. And it always. If I was uh, a, go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, if I was in a time machine and I go back to that day, I would tell my younger self, "Get ready for one of the greatest loves that you will ever have. Love it even if it doesn't love you." And get ready for one of the most fun, adventurous rides you will ever think you ever will take in your life. Because that's what it's been. It's been it's been a crazy ride so far. I've got I've been very fortunate enough to be able to do so much, um, and I, I've I've had so many opportunities to to do such cool things that a lot of other people haven't been able to offer. That it wasn't offered to them. If, if if I was able to go back and I'd just be like, you know what? Just enjoy the ride that's about to happen because it's a crazy one. And you're going to hate it. You're going to love it. And you're going to have every emotion in between. And, yeah, enjoy that ride. Yeah, because I could only imagine what happened when the little kid – because I could only imagine when you first entered wrestling school, that little kid in you that watched Shawn Michaels and British Bulldog was like – Oh my God! I don't know whether to jump or run or when you enter the ring. It happens to everyone, even me, because I grew up watching Hogan, and every single time Hulk Hogan came out on my TV, I would pretend like I'm ripping my shirt and pretending I was him. <laughs> Mind you, that once a, a promoter gave me a mic to host a pre-show and I entered the ring for the first time, I was telling myself. I don't know whether I should pretend to rip my shirt right now or I should take a bump. Or... <laughs> so, so trust me, I, I, I could only imagine what was going through on your head when, when you started your, your path. And I'm very, very, very happy, and I very, and I very much support you in every way on a personal level and a professional level because you are a definition of a father and on top of that, a definition of a dream come true when it comes to professional wrestling, Mr. Carr. Thank you very much, man. That that, that those are like 
such kind words, and you have no idea how much that means to me. Thank you very much. It's my pleasure, sir. So by all means, I know you're very busy. I don't want to keep you away from your child much longer, so let's do some plugs here real quick. Uh, how can fans follow you on social media, whether it's a Twitter, a fan page? Um, I know there's Instagram's a thing now for wrestlers. Uh, where can people purchase your merchandise? And where is the next place they could catch you next live? Right on. Well, I appreciate this, uh, this little spotlight. Um, yeah, uh, social media. I'm on Twitter, Hybrid Sean Carr. Um, I'm also on Facebook. Uh, if you just type in my name, Sean Carr, or Hybrid Sean Carr, spelled S-E-A-N-C-A-R-R, um, you can see my fan page. Uh, my actual regular personal page that I also use for wrestling uh, is on there. I don't know if I can accept any more friends because I'm pretty sure I'm tapped out with a 5,000 friend limit. Uh, but, yeah, I'm not on Instagram yet. Um, it's You know, I'm, I'm a, a slow adapter to all the social media uh, things that there are out there, but I do have a pro wrestling tea store that's got a couple uh, couple cool uh, t-shirt designs. We got a knockoff Ninja Turtle design, uh, a Notre Dame Fighting Irish knockoff, and a Monster Energy knockoff t-shirt. Uh, it's at prowrestlingtees.com slash Sean Carr. Um, and yeah, I mean, shows coming up. I got a lot of cool things coming up. I got a uh, uh, this week I'll be in Williamstown, New Jersey for On Point Wrestling, um, which is a uh, like a underground type of uh, CZW style uh, company. Uh, really fun. Uh, I got Big Time Wrestling coming up in Syracuse, New York. Uh, huge show with Sting, Scott Steiner, Sabu, uh, Upstate Pro Wrestling. Uh, I got coming up. They got a big show on August 5th in Rochester. There are shows called Headlocks and Home Runs. Uh, if you go on my on my my pages, you see where I'm at. You can see, you know, if I'm coming to a, a town near you. And uh, yeah, if you come to a show, I'll be uh, find me at the intermission at the gimmick table. Come say hi, and we'll talk wrestling. And you know, I'll have T-shirts and pictures and whatever available for sale. And you know, we can become friends. So that's all I got for you guys. Well, I hope to one day. Oh my God, I'm actually looking at your shirts. I'm loving the Fighting Irish one. That is. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> is that supposed to be you, Mr. Carr? That is, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that's wow. hilarious. That's hilarious. Uh, I love that design. Oh my God, how much is this one? I have to uh, scroll. Oh my God, it's only 19.99. Guys, go buy this shirt. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, but even for you Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fans, that's uh, $20 for your favorite wrestler and your favorite cartoon at the same time. Uh, Mr. Carr, Can't go wrong. No, especially that. Mr. Carr, thank you so very much for your time here today. I appreciate it. I really do. And I hope to uh, maybe bump into you in the near future or have you again on the show. Yeah, anytime you guys want, I'd love to come back on. This has been awesome. You guys have been amazing, uh, amazing hosts. Thank you for having me. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you. My pleasure, sir. Thank you so very much, for uh, again, from all of us here on Russell City, and, of course, uh, for our co-host that's not here with us right now, Red Velvet. We all thank you for your time, sir. Thank you very much. You guys have a good one, all right? You Thanks too, again, sir. Thank See you, sir. All right, bye. Bye-bye.
Guys, that was the hybrid Sean Carr. What an amazing young man that is. Uh, I, I, I have to give credit <laughs> where credit is due, man. That, I'm sorry to tell you, but that guy, AJ Penn, for hating on Sean Carr, how can you hate on him, man? <laughs> uh, I still got to agree with AJ. Mike Wallace should have been in the tournament. <laughs> well, Mike Wallace will have a, 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 another chance next year. But, guys, we're running short of time, so let's go ahead and run through this quick topic that you and I wanted to talk about, uh, Mr. Ramundo, and that was the shoot that took place last week from Tamatonga at the G1 Climax uh, Conference, where he was mentioning that New Japan should be broadening up their horizon as far as new talent for that tournament, uh, and even going to the United States for the tournament and saying that he doesn't need to prove anything because the Bullet Club is basically the reason why New Japan is still around. Man, those are some Which strong words. But those are Which some strong, strong words. Look at, look at now, even someone wrote today, walking down a street here in New York City, if you see wrestling merchandise around, you're seeing Bullet Club. If you walk in California, you're seeing Bullet Club. Every hot... Uh, topic store here in the United States has Bullet Club merchandise now. So that tag team has brought a new audience to New Japan. So Tomatonga is like, wait a second. We're the ones that are making you money. Do something we want. Just don't do the old guard and bring in something new. Bring in that U.S. aspect because look at the recent G1 show in Los Angeles. That was a pure success doing that tournament where Kenny Omega did win, another Bullet Club member. So it's like, you see what you can do, continue it. Don't play to your, to your actual safety zone. Do something different. It may work out. Well, all I got to say is that he even pointed at Okada being the IWGP heavyweight champion, saying that Okada is not carrying the New Japan uh, Pro Wrestling. It's the Bullet Club that's carrying New Japan Pro Wrestling. That again, these yep. are th- these were very very real words coming from Tomatonga. You could see the passion and how real he was talking on the mic. He was cursing. Yep. He was saying that he didn't need to prove anything because apparently people were hating on him. And he went on to say "f you" to those people that were hating on him. Like this is a yeah, because a, a, to them, they're still, he's still like a jobber for the Bullet Club. What's sad to say that people think, oh, he's just gonna be one of the first guys out, he's not even going to make it to the finals of the tournament. Which is sad, because he is a second generation competitor with his father being in the business so much, his whole family being in this business. It's like, really? You're going to hate on a guy that has so much lineage? This is why he's frustrated. Not even with just the company, but with fans in general. Well, I would love to see Tomatonga actually win that uh, tournament. One half of the Gorillas of Destiny, God, uh, so I, I, I would actually be a fan if he won that tournament. It would be kind of like a change of the guard uh, mm. as far as, like, a brand-new face winning that tournament, just like how he's It would be funny the- if this is, what it, this is all what tied into it, is that it's just like CM Punk with his pipe bomb, then weeks later, he wins the WWE Championship. <laughs> yep. so is that what uh-huh. he needs? Do you need to give a pipe bomb, and then they start listening. Well, let me tell you something. If that's the case, and Tomatonga even goes on to face Okada for the title, there's no one that has a harder head than Samoans and and the and the Haku family. So uh, Okada will oh, probably God. have a, 
And uh, Okada will actually have his hands full with him. That, that's all I got to say. Yeah, this may be an actual match of someone that strikes harder than Shibata because that match with Shibata and Okada, that was strong style bona fide. Imagine this. Yep. And, uh, and let me tell uh, Tamatanga, by all means, is one of the most vicious wrestlers in the ring in New Japan, so we would love to see Tamatanga go against uh, Okada in the near future. So, guys, we're about done here on Russell City Radio. Uh, we had a great interview with Sean Carr. We had some great conversations when it came to uh, the uh, Kurt Angle's fiasco, and now we end it with the Tamatanga. Uh, Mr. Ramundo, any plugs you want to say before we go? Well, as always, at the Law of Ray Ramundo on Facebook, on Twitter, Anything you can think, social media, just Ray Ramundo. He'll be there. Follow the law. That's about it for me. All right. Well, guys, make sure you follow us on social media, facebook.com backslash Russell City Radio. We are now on our own server here on Blog Talk Radio, blogtalkradio.com backslash Russell City Radio. Uh, make sure you the follow us. Radio, on- soon. <laughs> Make sure you follow us every week, you fool. Make sure you follow us every week here on the show. Next week, we have none other than the most vicious shooter, the most dangerous shooter in the world of professional wrestling. And, of course, Kevin Killer Cross will be here next week. Uh, he, as a matter of fact, he, mm. was just re- yep, he was just recently uh, you know, signed to Lucha Underground. We're going to see what's going on there. But yes, Kevin Killer Cross will be here next week. I'm kind of scared about him. Hey George, so. you know who's you who you know who else is gonna be here next week? Because I who? just got the check right now. Ah, uh, what? Just like you mentioned, your favorite moment was Eric Bischoff. So, with his theme song, George, I'm back. <laughs> uh, See you guys next so, week. Uh, someone shoot me in the foot. I'm out of here. Good, good night, folks. Hey, uh, Ray. Yep. Hey, Ray, you, you got my cheeseburgers, bro? Uh, I, I asked for a double patty cheeseburger. Uh, I didn't get the order. Uh, wait, wait. Uh, <laughs> how did you not? Wait a minute. Hold on. Why, am I, why are we still on the air while I'm asking for my cheeseburgers? Who does this to me? Uh, see you next week.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.